The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. Welcome to episode number 20 of the 7 Months of Danger podcast. I am your host, Sean Kidd, and we are officially in the final four. And as always, I am joined by my co-host this evening. Up first, uh, the world's leading expert on food apps, Logan Crossland. How are you tonight? Well, I got fucked one by one tonight, so uh, uh, not, not having the best night so far, but hopefully we can turn that around by talking about these matches. Excellent. Welcome, Logan. Uh, Scott Shiflett, who is... Uh, on his shit tonight, really happy about the NBA, which I have no reference of in some kind of draft. I have no idea what's going on, Chef. Sir, it was the draft lottery. Um, always fun to watch. Uh, I'm glad is to that be like, here. Is that like the lethal lottery? NBA isn't smart enough for that. It would be amazing if we had a lethal lottery today. I'm still, I was still hoping that uh, old Cokehead Tony would uh, bring it back for AEW, but he never did. So You can always hold out hope, Chef. I know. I know GCW does. And last but not least, uh, he is here uh, medically uh, injured with his back. Matt Souza, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm here. Uh, I'm in traction, but uh, I am here. I hurt my back carrying you motherfuckers every episode on this podcast. Uh, But it is, uh, it is in fact. Bravo, sir. uh, it is, in fact, great to be here, but and uh, what better way uh, to cure what ails me than by talking about some of these matches we're going to talk about tonight? Uh, yes, carrying us like the Patriots have carried the Dangerous Alliance for the last uh, six, seven months now. That's not a thing. I know it's not. All right. All right. So we are, we, are in the, we are in the final four episodes 
Tonight, we are going to cover April 4th through April 18th, 1992. And as always, we're going to open up with our Meltzer notes. So as always, I'll read a note or two, go to one of you for your thoughts, and then we'll move on to the next note, and then we'll get into our matches. Are you guys ready? Yes. All right. Surely. All right. Uh, Shift. first one's up for you. Expect the NWA World Tag Team Tournament Finals to come down to an eight-man tournament at the Bash in Philadelphia on July 12th. The NWA World Heavyweight Title Tournament will probably take place from August 7th to August 12th in Japan. Uh, first thing I'll say is the uh, Bash does not take place in Philadelphia. But other than that, Shift, what do you think about the NWA World Tag Team Title Tournament and the NWA World Heavyweight Title Tournament coming up soon? Ugh, I mean, they already have too many titles. Like... Uh... I think they should have just folded them all in together. Sadly, I think the NWA tag titles are going to stick around for a little bit. I think by the end of the year, they're gone. And then the NWA world title is going to limp along like a dead horse until we get to the international stage. And then they'll finally be merged together in 94 just for Flair to lose it to Hogan. So just a bad idea overall, to be honest. Amen. Uh, I do believe the NWA title ends up going over to ECW, right? Sure. Uh, well, I'll go to Souza since he's our ECW expert, right, Souza? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. By uh, by ninety four, ninety four is when they have that tournament. So a little after this, but yeah. And then and then of course Shane Douglas shits all over it. So all right, and it kills the NWA, and it's never recovered since. And uh, it still goes on today, and it's still killing, even though it's uh, actual. Oh, it's killing thing. something. It's killing, it's killing my will to live. That's Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, uh, fuck! It's on a roll. <laughs> All right, Susan. Uh, next one is for you. Uh, next two. Viewers' Choice is now saying Super Bowl did a 1.0 buy rate, and Dustin Rhodes missed with weekend with a mixed the weekend with a disc problem in his back. Last I heard, he, he's expected back in about 10 days. So what do you think I on feel, Super Bowl and Rhodes? I feel attacked by you giving me the one about the bad back. So Susan's going to be better in 10 days. <laughs> I, I fucking hope not, because that would suck. We're only on day I, one. I know. <laughs> I mean, Susa, Susa, I had to give it to you. I mean, the, the opportunity presented itself, well, so why, why shouldn't I? You know, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that. Is 1.0 a good buy rate? I, I've never under, or never, I've never memorized the buy rate thing. I think it I think is. I think it's like 600,000. I think it's pretty good at this point, but I've, I've never memorized it, so I, I don't know off the top of my head. But I, I, let's assume that is a pretty good buy rate. I mean, considering they jacked up the price for Super Brawl, that is a pretty good sign that people still care, despite the $5 upcharge in the pay-per-view. So that's a good sign. Okay, Luger is a draw. According to Google <laughs> um, and the website 2xzone.com, which just sounds like uh-huh. a website I would have went to in uh, when I was 14. <laughs> The most uh, reputable buy rate site. Go on. A 1.0 buy rate is approximately equivalent to 400,000 buys. Uh, that doesn't sound too bad for 92. Super for Brawl. WCW, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Logan, both Rick Rude and Pauly dangerously breached verbal agreements for new contracts. I believe both two years in duration, although I don't think either contract has actually been signed. That's unfortunate about Rude. Sticking around, but um, it's nice to see Polly. Uh, Polly is uh, at least somewhat uh, offered a contract to hang around. Uh, Wouldn't hold your breath on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's good, yeah. good to see that they at least offered it to him. Yeah, it is. Um, it is <laughs> I, I hope it was an extremely good contract that they offered. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I see. I see what you did there. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Rick Rue does stick around. And yeah. notice, I said unfortunately. All right. Shift back to you. There's been a lot of local publicity regarding regarding K fans' decision to drop Jesse Ventura 
for doing a Minnesota Vikings broadcast next season. Several reasons were given, one of which is that he was announcing wrestling. Ventura is trying to make a move to television and get on the broadcasting team for the televised NFL games on TNT or college games. I love that Jesse lost his football <laughs> announcing for, for WCW. It, it's quite a change, um, you know, because this is uh, 1992, and then we'll, we would literally see 30 years later where Pat McAvee would leave WWF to do college football. So, and, you know, and he even came back into the Royal Rumble. So it's like crazy how like wrestling had that negative, negative stigma on it. But now it's just like, hey, uh, we see all these sports, uh, you know, athletes being wrestling fans. So it's quite interesting how wrestling, you know, has had like a renaissance in that way. Yeah, well, and but clearly football takes priority. If you're Pat McAfee, uh, you chose football over wrestling in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next set of notes come from April 13th, 1992. Uh, Matt, we are back to you. Tentative for the June pay-per-view show from Mobile, Alabama will include a bikini contest. It's Mobile. Mobile, Mobile, whatever. Fuck off. Mobile, Uh, mobile, I think is how you say it. A bikini contest with Medusa versus Missy. I'm not making this up. Sting versus Cactus Jack with Falls counting anywhere on the Gulf Coast. Ricky Steamboat versus Rick Green in some kind of stipulation match. And Ricks and Scott Steiner versus Steve Williams and Terry Gordy. And wow, look at that. This far in advance, uh, Meltzer actually has a card right. So, Susan, any thoughts on the this what will be uh, Beach Blast, I believe? Yeah, that's uh, that's very impressive for Meltzer, having his shit together 60 days in advance. That's unlike him. Uh, I mean, it looks like a good show on paper. I mean, obviously, we're not going to cover it on this show, so it's not a spoiler. But I will say I enjoy Beach Blast 92 a whole lot. So uh, perhaps I'll watch it after we are done with this uh, this excursion into the Dangerous Alliance. Will it? Will it? What? What if I told you I watched this that pay per view this past weekend when mm-hmm. I had some things going on mm-hmm. and I was bored out of my mind? That doesn't sound like you. Not at all. I mean, <laughs> Scotty. Scotty. Scott, all, all I'm going to say is light heavyweight <laughs> champion Raven. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to move yeah. on from there. Well, right. I'll say, at the very right. least, I think Sting and Cactus Jack is very good. I'll say that. Uh, you lost me at Sting. Well, that's a you problem. Man, All right. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Logan, the NWA World Tag Team title tournament will start on in June at the Clash of Champions with eight first-round matches and 16 teams. There will be about half a dozen non-WCW teams entered. The final eight teams will go to the bash at July 12th in Baltimore with the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals taking place that night. God damn, man. It's like Steiner math trying to keep up with that. An educated guest says that a climatic Sting versus Big Bam Vader match will headline the pay-per-view show, and Brian versus Scotty Flamingo will be on the card as well. Yeah, Scotty Flamingo and Brian Pillman doesn't scream uh, awesome match to me, but uh, Sting and Vader does, so uh, I think that would be interesting. And yeah, the the big tournament ends up do- does happening at the match, I'm pretty sure, and it's pretty pretty terrible from what I remember. It, That's yeah, Squad's it is. first pay per view. You know what's you know what's Who? bad about that though, and Asshole. we're not going to cover this on the show. He is. There's not actually yet. some good teams in there, and they're actually the matches should have been a lot better. The problem was. Mm-hmm. The matches were an hour long each, and it was really, yeah. really, I mean, some really brutally long matches in that. Like, yep. how do you go wrong with a Liger-Pillman team, right? Like, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> Very not, easily, apparently. Yes. Oh, well, Banned ban stuff from the top row. Well, 
Well, when you put well ban stuff from the top rope and put them on a pay-per-view against the team of Steamboat and Nikita Koloff. That's the way to go. Oh, God. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Schiff, back to you. Pillman's back injury appears to be worse than originally thought. He's still not back in action, although Dustin Rhodes has returned over the weekend. Susan, that doesn't sound good for you. Uh, half of it sounds good. Dustin Rhodes is back. <laughs> All right, uh, Susan, the next two are for you. Kip Fry is negotiating with MTV for a tie-in, tie-in similar to the 1984-85 MTV WWE. Oh, God. And uh, that K. Allen Fry versus Dallas Page angle has got to go. So uh, two K. Allen Fry things. Good God. B- boy, I, for one, sure look forward to seeing <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for one, sure look forward to seeing Scotty Flamengo on 120 minutes. Yeah, and I look forward to seeing, yeah, and I'm also looking forward to that uh, MTV tie-in of WCW. Ricky, Ricky Steamboat on remote control. I mean, that's it, that's ratings they, right there. The the real world cast could have worked at a WCW event. Like, come on, like, right. what are we yeah. doing? I would have loved that. Yeah. All right, so, uh, Logan, this one, next one's for you. And I put this one in here because I actually went to this card. Oh. So uh, oh. April 3rd in Washington, D.C., this is at the D.C. Armory, saw Johnny B. Bad pin Tracy Smothers. <laughs> Valentine and Taylor beat Zank and Bagwell. Koloff pinned Diamond Dallas Page. JYD beat Cactus Jack. Wyndham and Rhodes beat Austin and Zabisco. Steiners beat Anderson and Eaton via DQ. And Rick Rude beat Steamboat via DQ. And Sting pinned Vader. So I was actually at that show. Uh-huh. It's it started out rough, but by the end it got pretty good. Yeah, I will tell you. Uh, yeah, how did it go? <laughs> uh, I will tell you um, once it got to the Wyndham and Rhodes tag team. From there, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, that that's about what I would have guessed. So that 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 definitely checks out. Um, is it too much of a shit take to tell you that I was a, a kind of a hidden uh, Valentine and Taylor tag team fan? Of course you were. <laughs> I was. That's because I mean, Taylor, Taylor's the WCW MVP of these two. Well, but uh, but I also but him and Valentine as a team, they're actually not very bad. I believe it. Uh, You're right. They're they're not very bad. They are very bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, how dare you? They are the current U.S. Tag Team Champions. So how dare you? Oh, excuse me. A thousand pardons. They they beat the great team of Josh and Simmons. How do you slander oh. such a great team? <laughs> My mistake. Uh, I stand corrected. All right, uh, Schiff, last one is for you. Steve Armstrong is apparently history over a contract dispute. No word on El Gigante. God, he's still in this. But nobody <laughs> mentions his name anymore. In fact, I'm not even sure anybody even remembers him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, no, not dude. remembers him, but remembers his name. <laughs> Mel- Meltzer, Meltzer is shitting all over El Gigante. Wow. Yeah, Meltzer was kind of a dick in the 80s and 90s. Um, the guy's mom died. What a dick. Yeah. Uh, oh, nobody remembers him. His mom died. But he Mrs. does. Mrs. Gigante, of course. Now, Meltzer, Meltzer pulling the big boss man gimmick on El Gigante. But, like, but it was giant. He does show up in WWF soon, right? Like, Nine, uh, yeah, uh, like six well, months or Rumble, so. Rumble yeah. Rumble yeah, he shows up at the Rumble, yeah. And the giant Gonzalez. Yeah, so he's still got a ways to go, though. We're only in April, so it's right. a long ways away. So. El Gigante, nobody remembers your name because your mama's dead. <laughs> that was my best. One of the greatest yeah, all man. time. One, one of my my one of my favorite all time things from the Attitude Era. Makes me laugh every time I watch it. All right, so uh, we're gonna jump into our matches. So we're gonna start off with April fourth, ninety two. Yes, and uh, NWA Pro Wrestling. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> all right, NWA Pro 
April 4th, 1992. Our first match, oh, shocker, a six-man match. It is Ricky Steamboat, Barry Windham. 90s or 2000 shocker? 92. Uh, Ricky Steamboat, Barry Windham, and Dustin Rhodes versus Rick Rude, Steve Austin, and Arn Anderson. So there's no rude word insults tonight. Um, Arn does his little ping pong spot in the match. JR is still pimping the bunkhouse tags that he's been pimping for the last like two months. Austin and Dustin have really good chemistry. Austin blocks a monkey flip from the corner, goes a second rope, and Dustin rebounds with a clothesline. Um, the crowd gets super lit for the Rick Reed and Ricky, uh, Ricky Steamboat face-off. Um, I think they've done a really good job of building this feud, and a lot of the next two episodes of this pod are really centralized on that, um, that feud, which is, I mean, again, the build's been great. Uh, Steamboat shots and sends Rude over the top, sends Rude over the top of the clothesline. Uh, Root Wyndham comes in as a beast fighting all three heels to escape their corner. He then takes the majority of the heel heat. Root and Wyndham collide hard in the mid ring. Um, the hot tag is made to Ricky Steamboat. He beats the shit out of Rude and loses his shit and does like a rain dance in the middle of the ring and the crowd cheers for him. Like he does this like crazy little, like I imagine it's like Schiff, like during his NBA draft in the middle of the room when he's all excited. Uh, Top, uh, he does a top rope chop, a cross body, and then Austin comes in with a chair for the DQ. Steamboat gets the chair, and he clears the ring. I went three stars on this. I thought it was really good, and all six showed up to work. Um, it could have been better, but again, I thought it was a solid three-star match. Suze, I'll go to you. What did you think? Yeah, uh, I I, th I was kind of disappointed by this one, and I'm wondering if it was because I had expectations too high. Like, yeah, it could have been better. I mean, I was kind know. of expecting this to be like that eight man tag who we saw uh, a couple episodes ago, and I, I I don't think this was anywhere close to that. I thought there was a lot of stalling in this match near the beginning, and I, I kind of hated the DQ finish. I thought that was kind of uh, I mean, it, it, it makes sense, I guess, but I don't know. I, I, well, you I, know what? In the grand scheme of things, I, you know, I was going to ask this. Why can't Steamboat just get a pin on Rude? Rude hasn't taken an L since this, right? Since he's been there, right? So why or not a, do it? Have Steamboat pin somebody? I mean, yes. it feels it feels like he hasn't pinned anybody, like really, yeah. since we started this. Like, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be Rude. You have, you know, Arn there. Arn can eat a pin. He's bulletproof. You have Austin there. He can eat. Yeah, a, but Austin's, Austin's not bulletproof. Yeah. But. yeah, but Austin's eaten a lot of pins and a lot of losses. Well, what's one more at this fucking point? Is my oh, point. Good point. <laughs> Good point. But uh, yeah, I thought this was uh, pretty disappointing uh, given who was involved. So I, I only went two and a half on it. And uh, I, I do feel like as is uh, customary, uh, the Dangerous Alliance had very little offense in this match. So uh, yeah, two and a half for me. Man, uh, this pod's becoming like the uh, Highway to the Impact Zone pod where... Uh, oh, just token, wait. <laughs> token, token two and a half star matches. Uh, Logan, what did you think? <laughs> I don't appreciate that. I'm just kidding. Uh, I went... <laughs> Two and three quarters. I went between you two. Um, Jr. calls Polly dangerously large lips before the uh, match and says mm, that he is. Wonder lucky. what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, says he's lucky to have survived the past month with all the crap that he's been getting into, and everybody wants to kill him uh, on the baby face side, pretty much. Um, Arn sells his ass off to start this one. Uh, Rhodes and Austin then get in the ring and bore things down a bit with some rest holds until uh, Rhodes actually nails Austin with a clothesline as he's jumping from the middle rope. Thought that was really cool. Um, Rude and Steamboat kind of then take their turn uh, and a uh, minute into their interaction, it's already better than anything that they did at Super Bowl. I thought mm -hmm. they did really well in this one. Um, Rude's selling of the arm uh, made me laugh because he kind of sold it like he does at a topic drop. I thought that was really good. Uh, Wyndham gets trapped in the... Uh, Dangerous Alliance corner, and he kind of battles out. I thought that was really cool. And then Arn kind of catches him with a knee as he's running uh, to get the Dangerous Alliance the advantage back. I like that. 
Um, <clears throat> nice to see somebody other than Rhodes taking the shit kicking on the face side for once. Uh, Wyndham actually took a lot of the offense from the, the DA on this one. Um, and all, I also like that every time Wyndham seems to be surging uh, to get a tag, it's, he gets cut off by somebody on the on the Dangerous Alliance side. And then when Steamboat finally gets the uh, hot tag, he comes in like he snorted a couple of lines backstage <laughs> as he's just jumping around and flailing and just absolutely wild. But yeah, like I said, we went two and three quarters. I, I enjoyed it, but it could have definitely been better for sure. Yeah, I, I appreciate your comment on uh, Root and Steamboat in this is better than anything they did at Super Brawl. That popped me. So that's I mean, very, I <laughs> I mean, you're, not, you're not lying. And by the way, Barry Wyndham, uh, also probably a pod MVP next to one Terry Taylor, who we'll talk about, uh, I think on the next episode, but anyway, uh, Schiff, what did you think of this? Yeah. Uh, Logan actually took a couple of my talking points. So I guess <laughs> me and him had the same eye on certain things. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that is very true. Um, like I love that lariat that you talked about Logan with, uh, that Dustin hit on Austin when he jumped off the middle rope. That was great. And, you know, we, we haven't been, in love with all these matches per se but you know who's been in love like the crowd like holy shit like it is so ridiculously hot like when um when steamboat and rude like face off like and the crowd's just going nuts but also like uh when the da is double teaming on barry like you can hear like the crowd is like livid that like the da is like getting anything in um and I just, I just really enjoyed this match. I went two and three quarters. Um, like, uh, like Susan said, it was. I thought it was gonna be as good as the eight man, but it was just there. It just wasn't, but it was still a lot of fun, uh, a lot of frenetic energy. And then, like, uh, Steamboat, you know, we're seeing like Steamboat snap, which we'll see more as this episode goes on. But like, he actually grabs a chair and starts hitting people with it at the end. And like, you know, help. It's just crazy how we saw like Ultimate Babyface. Uh, Steamboat, like with the Flair feud, who's like the family man, and now he's just like fighting fire with fire. It, yeah. It's actually nice character development, if if I'm being completely honest. Well, and it gets even gets even better as uh, time progresses on this. So mm. yeah, so uh, Logan, overall, what's the what's the score on this one? Uh, two point seven five. All right, two point seven five, and uh, worst match still Todd Champion versus Austin, and best match still the Clash of Champions tag. Correct. Uh, uh, as of before tonight, uh, that worst match may be overtaken. We'll see. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> Two out of three falls. Um, moving on. <laughs> uh, we're going to our next match. It is from Worldwide Wrestling. It is Bobby Eaton versus Ricky Steamboat. Um, also from the same weekend. Uh, this spins out of the awesome Arn Anderson-Ricky Steamboat match that we we talked about on our last episode that shocked all of us. So, uh, Medusa, did anybody have a look for Medusa on this one? Yes. All right, Logan, what did you have? I I said that she was wearing something that really accentuated her assets, if you know what I mean. Mm. I gave her a a compliment. Right. Uh, See, I I thought she was actually looking pretty tame here, so I just went with the generic, uh, she looked like Vanna White. I put, uh, she looked lovely as a cruise piano lounge singer that sings Santa Baby to the old men. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ! Santa baby. I mean, as a like, hey Santa baby. Yeah. As, as a I professional like cruiser, I thought that was. I've never been more upset. Creative. I thought that was pretty creative. <laughs> never been more upset. I mean, should I give props for the creativity of that one? I'm not upset at you. I'm upset at Schiff for singing that fucking song. Good luck. All right. 
Moving on. So Steamboat, <laughs> so get into the match. Steamboat hit a great head scissors on a leapfrog spot. Like literally, he leapfrogged and literally hit the le- the uh, head scissors, which is really cool. They fight outside. Bobby takes a back bump and head scissors into the railing. Steamboat um, does that uh, Bret Hart chest to turnbuckle spot. Uh, Bobby does a top rope knee. There's a big clusterfuck where everyone, including the ref, bumps into each other and the ref goes down. But Dusa gets in the ring, grabs Steamboat, and goes to kick him. He grabs the leg and blocks. She smacks him, and he smacks her back on instinct, which totally shocked the crowd and Tony. Like, Tony shits his pants. Steamboat immediately starts forgetting his decision. The alliance starts running around the ring, which is odd, because I'm not sure why they didn't just hit the ring, but they, like, literally just ran around the ring versus going in, like, to go after her. Um Anyway, Rude is angry with a chair, and he literally destroys the back of Like, that chair shot was absolutely mm-hmm. sick. It's um, awesome. It's just oh, an yeah, amazing chair shot. Outside, yep. they shove Ricky's face into the concrete, and then they blur out the blood, which is really good. Mm-hmm. The faces are out. Um, as Rick continues to fuck up Ricky's face, dumb shit Sting, instead of saving Ricky, really? no, no, listen. <laughs> dumb shit Sting, instead oh, of saving Rick Ricky, goes into the ring to confront Paul Lee. And basically let his friend be killed on the outside. <laughs> Nikita saves Sting from a phone shot and sickles eaten. Finally, Sting gets his head out of his ass and the faces make the save. This is really good follow-up to the rude hanging uh, angle and the Simmery Medusa steamboat stuff they've been doing as well. Um, the angles of this steamboat rude feud has been absolutely fantastic. The match was kind of basic at two and a quarter, but this is a four-star angle. And uh, Sting, by the way, Still a fucking idiot. So, Logan, I'll go to you. What did you think of all this? Yeah, I went two on the match just because, like you said, it's kind of basic. Um, Steamboat really dominated for most of it. I can't believe they did the uh, I can't believe they did the Hurricane Rana slash head scissors on the entrance way. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was really I, good. I, yeah. I thought it was cool that they kind of battled into that area a couple in a couple of matches that we we're going to talk about tonight. This one. Um, and then w- once they kind of get back in the ring, Eaton kind of controls until that ref bump. And then I said, oh, boy, the Medusa run in. Uh, that is uh, not very 2023 stuff that we watch there. <laughs> but that chair shot was absolutely sick, like you said. And the blurring of the blood was ridiculous. But I understand it's necessity uh, for being on uh, network television. So, But, yeah, awesome angle. The match was just kind of basic math, too. All right. Souza. Yeah, I'm with Logan. Uh, the match was whatever. It was two stars. This was all. This was all about the post match. The post match was fucking fantastic. I mean, that chair shot Rude levels uh, Steamboat with was incredible. Just the thought of it, it just sounded like it, it sounded like Rude uh, broke Steamboat's in half with that chair shot. Mm-hmm. It, was, uh, yep. it was awesome. Uh, the blurring of the blood was great. I mean, it makes sense because you, you you can't show that on morning television or whatever time the show aired. So, uh, and uh, yes, uh, Sting did not look good. I will. I will agree with Sean with uh, uh, Steamboat bleeding out on the floor. <laughs> Sting, Sting leaves the ringside area and goes in the ring. So not, not, not the best look for him. And uh, uh, the 90s where a baby face can beat the hell out of a woman and get cheered. Good Lord. I, I, don't, get, I don't get like the alliance. That went all the way to the mid 2000s. What the hell are you talking mm-hmm. about? I don't get the alliance like circling the ring versus just diving right into the ring when that happened. That made no sense. And then Sting. Just a, I mean, this guy's been a fucking toolbox this whole fucking time. I mean, podcast. you're a toolbox. Yeah, I'm right. I'm not. But shit, okay. You can get offended, but I'm not wrong. He's you been an idiot. Principle. No, no, he's been an idiot this whole time we've done this show. 
He was just Am I wrong? Steamboat get his ass kicked because he deserved it for hitting a woman. I, all right. Seen, so, uh, so, Shift, what did you think of all this? Oh, it was awesome. I loved every <laughs> second of it. Um, <laughs> like, I, I loved, like, even the match. Like, you know, you guys thought it was pretty basic. To be honest, I rated this whole match and angle as one whole thing uh, just because I felt well, it intertwined. I did go four star in the angle, though, Shift. Yeah, I went three and a half total. Uh, like I, I didn't really think about it as the match. Like eh, it shows how bad I'm at this, but what ifs? Um, but I liked how like Bobby Irish whipped Steamboat chest first into the turnbuckle. I really love seeing that. Like Brad Hart does it amazingly. Like don't tell Brett that his ego will already get big enough as it is. Um, but yeah, like the Medusa and Steamboat thing is like we'll see as like the this episode the next episode goes on has been played perfectly. And um. I even have a note here that's like rude destroy steamboat with the chair. I mean, damn, like damn. And like uh, to the digitizing, I think it adds something to like the brutality that like Mm -hmm. we can't show this. And it's like, you know, in the mid 2000s, they've been like, go to our website or the late 90s, like go to our website and check this out. Like I could see like ECW doing it or something. Um, But yeah, like uh, I don't know what Sting's doing. He's just like, oh, steamboat, we're not that tight of friends. But, uh, you know, then we see Nikita <laughs> save Sting. Um, I just loved it. And we get Sting and Rude Battle, which, you know, has really been put on the back burner as we've progressed through this uh, as this pod, as the listeners have seen as well. Because it, this thing wholly started off with Rude coming after Sting's WWE title, I mean, uh, U.S. title, and said they were going to take Sting out. And it's like morphed into Sting's the world champion now. But instead of – we talked about it last episode. Instead of Rude coming after Sting – like Vader is like after Sting and Rude still stuck on Steamboat, which, you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that shortly. But um, no, it's it's just amazing. And when when they're hot, they're hot. But then they have like cold ass matches that we're going to talk to talk about later tonight. Mm-hmm. All right, Logan, total on that two point four four. Two point four four. Okay, so I, I can run with that. All right, so <laughs> big debut now. So uh, same weekend, uh, the Saturday night show, the brand new. Uh, Saturday Night Show, which is really like straight up like an entertainment talk show. I don't know what the fuck they're doing here. It's so. fucking stupid. It, all right, been. so a couple of notes. Uh, the new theme song is so carny wrestling, and Jesse shits on the opening music, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> uh, the director chairs in the like ring setup kind of deal on the stage was really goofy. And uh, what sets this show apart, guys, is two out of three fall main events will be a weekly feature on the show, which I have wow. a feeling as we get through our final it four It kills episodes, the gimmick of it, of the match. Yeah, the final four, thank God. There's it also kills episodes. my will to live, but well, more on that later. Well, well, thank God there's only four episodes left in this pod because we don't have to live through this gimmick very long. <laughs> so yeah, uh, have, have I said enough that it's good that this pod might be coming to an end? <laughs> yes. So uh, tonight's two out of three fall match is for the world television title. And it is Steve Austin uh, versus pod favorite, the Z-Man. Uh, so they open the show with uh, – what I do like is they have uh, – they open the shows with the opening comments uh, with the participants in the two out of three falls match. So uh, the Z-Man says he is coming at us, says he can goof up uh, two – he can goof up once in two out of three falls matches, says he's been on a roll. I'm not sure what matches we have missed because I don't think he's really been on a roll. I can just say it. <laughs> Uh, says he's beaten uh, Taylor and Valentine and Austin is next. He will not pause face off. 
And for me, I felt like this uh, promo was kind of like a kid in high school trying to convince himself that the bully won't kill him. Uh, Jesus. Then, uh, then Paul E. pimps the 20-year anniversary and you have the best wrestler in tonight's main event that's on television. Austin says he is very generous giving Z-Man two out of three, which I do agree. Uh, but to be truthful, he doesn't think the Z-Man is man enough. And I put, boy, Steve sure told him. So, uh, Souza, any thoughts on uh, this whole show intro, the interviews before we talk about the match? Yeah, I mean, uh, Zink uh, did what he normally does in a promo, and that is uh, says nothing of substance. He sucks. And, and uh, I also don't want him coming anywhere near me. Uh, in both <laughs> the, 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 in both the trend of, of WCW work. interviews and wrestlers coming at you. Uh, there's a lot of coming going on in WCW, it turns out. And uh, it, it's all it's still jarring to me. And I know, obviously, Austin at this point is still pretty well known, but it's always jarring to me to not see him, you know, wanting to stomp a mud hole in someone's ass and walk it dry, pal. Stomp a mud hole. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, that's, that's all I got for that. All right, uh, Schiff. Uh, yeah, I missed this. I'm sorry, what? I missed it. I mean, he, that was a wise, that was a wise like, decision. All part. you did was watch the here. match. You didn't do watch any of this. Correct. Motherfucker. Logan. <laughs> it's a wise decision on his part. <laughs> fa- fa- thanks for being a part of the pod, Chip. Logan? <laughs> yeah, bland baby face promo by Z-Man, kind of like y'all said. And I, I thought Austin's was all right, but nothing like he will put on later in his career. All right. Uh, Schiff, did you watch the match or did you Dr. G it? <laughs> I watched the match. I, all right. I just, I okay. just missed so, the promo all right. part. So, all right, so I'm going to ask you about the match first after I'm done recapping it. I'll, hey, I'll recap it right now. No, 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 no. No, let me do my thing. <laughs> just in case you need to Dr. G it when I'm done, okay? All right, here we go. Uh, so much Zink, tension. My Z- God. Z- Z- <laughs> it had to happen at some point. <laughs> oh, just one thing. To be, to, be fair, to be fair, this is Schiff's fault. Not Sean being mean to Schiff. Let's be clear. It's a little A, a little of B. All right, okay. All right. So, uh, first of all, Jesse says the champ has advantage because he's the champion, which was absolutely stunning insight. Uh, stunning. The girl, stunning. Insight. Very good. Stunning, stunning. stunning insight. Yeah, you see that? Stunning insight. Yeah. Young girl that looked like Wednesday Adams had a bowl cut, clearly being <laughs> held hostage at gunpoint, holding up a Z-Man sign Jesus that says you are the best. Christ. Uh, headlocks and near falls much of the uh, much of the first fall. JR brings up the war games, which is the first we've heard of it, uh, which we'll be discussing in the next couple of weeks. Z-Man gets a roll up, but Paul distracts the ref. Austin pulls the tight to reverse. The ref turns for the three and uh, fall number one goes to Austin. Uh, second fall, Austin starts beating the shit out of Zinc. They fight outside. Zinc gets thrown shoulder first into the post. Austin works over the arm, but then Zinc works Austin's arm. Jesse says JR is lying on the WC hotline about stuff, and he's going to call it to find out. Uh, most of this fall was um, they were on the mat humping each other's arms. There's a crisscross spot, and Zank gets a Fez press for three. So, um, so we're one fall apiece. And again, again, Todd Zank getting a pinfall in a two out of three falls match. It just doesn't make any sense for me over Austin. Third fall, there's an Austin suplex, misses a leg drop onto the ropes and springboards to the mat. Unfortunately, we end up right back to working Z's arm on the mat again. Then Z-Man reverses it and does the same. Um, he does at least do an Indian death lock on the arm. Uh, Z-Man does multiple drop kick. He charges Austin and gets stun gun for the sudden three. Jesse even says no help from Paul Lee, which is definitely a change. So it's good to see Austin get a clean win. 
Uh, this was about 18 minutes. 13 of, minutes of it was rest holds on the map, but I thought Austin finally looked and felt like a champion uh, versus a green rookie bumping for the Patriots of the world. So I went to gentlemen's two. The match is not great, but I think from an Austin standpoint and being a clean win, um, I'll take it. All right, Schiff, go ahead. What'd you think? Oh, God damn it. You're, I've already got you wound up. Now you're just going to unload on me. No, All not. right. Um, just so, like Tom Zink. I, so I, I love that the start, like, uh, Jesse was so good on commentary. JR said ha- how he always has to pay for Paulie's lunch. And Jesse said, Paulie always pays for my lunch, which I thought <laughs> it just made me laugh. Cause he's like, what are you talking about? J- J- Jim, Kim <laughs> <laughs> <Ken> trails. <laughs> <laughs> It was more like Paulie always pays for my. Let me tell you about fluoride in the water there, Jr. Yeah, that really uh, hurt my throat when I was doing that. Um, Goddamn, pal, he never pays for mine. <laughs> that's pretty much how it was. Um, and Zinc was actually trying to go for some quick pins there. Uh, I love how Austin got the first pin holding the tights, and then in the second fall, you didn't really like that, but I liked how Austin was working the shoulder, and then Z-Man was working Austin's arm. Oh, which, oh my god, I was so bored. Which <laughs> then had nothing to do with the match, because uh, Z-Man got the flash pin with a Thez press, which it took me longer to figure out how to spell Thez than I cared to admit. <laughs> 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 um, like I was just like, I don't know how to spell that. Um, and then also went back to work in the arm, and then he just like randomly hit the stun gun. So like they're doing like they were like working a body part, which you know I can enjoy surprisingly. Like I said, I was in a good mood watching these matches because I didn't have to watch a god awful interview. But um, <laughs> but like Austin hitting the stun gun, which is like Rude's warm up uh, <clears throat> uh move, felt weird. But you know I, I went two and three quarters. I really enjoyed this match. Good. God, wait till you see my time for the next one. Jesus Christ, Souza. Good God Almighty. Uh, I mean, uh, I I liked it. I liked it a little more than Sean did. I went two and a quarter. I mean, that's still that's still not great. I mean, it's still on par. I mean, I was going to say you went two on it. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's still. I mean, I know it's, but it's comparable. Not like fucking four star shift over here. But Uh, I went two and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're past you. Go ahead, Matt. Well, I don't know how they taught I'm sorry, math what? when you when it was created for you. Sorry, I'm sorry. But... What? I'm sorry. Wow. Back. It's ruling with an iron fist is Sean Kidd. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was totally fine. I agree with you. It was about fucking time that Austin looked halfway decent in one of these title matches. I mean, he still got pinned by Zinc, which is objectively stupid, but uh, I'll, it's baby steps, right? He didn't need Paul E to help him win this match, so I'll take it at this point. Uh, that's more than I thought we were going to get out of Austin at this point. But yeah, and I mean, we're going to run into this later again, like... The two out of three falls format, like this is a match. One doesn't need to be two out of three falls. And two, it's kind of a weird match to kind of introduce this new format. Like, I don't know, wouldn't you rather have Austin versus Wyndham or something like that instead of... Yeah, why Zang? Just so random. Instead of Austin versus a challenger of the week type of uh, wrestler. It just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to throw this out there as the first match to introduce this new format. So, I mean, I I went two and a quarter on it. It was fine, but it was uh, decent enough, I'll say. All right, and Logan. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um... So I, I made the line about uh, Ross not ever getting uh, his lunch paid for by Paulie. Uh, I made that because we're brothers. Note at least. Are <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, we're right in sync. Uh, we're not in sync with the rest of the match because uh, my my next three notes uh, verbatim. Man, that first fall was about as boring as it could possibly be. Second fall was equally boring. 
third fall, guess what? Also boring. Do love the stun gun finisher though. One star. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. You went one star. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the total score? Two. Two. Perfect. <laughs> right where it should be. Excellent. Good job, Logan. <laughs> that match stunk. I don't know what y'all are talking oh, about. Oh, oh well, th- th- this will be our uh, first of two. <laughs> two out of three falls. Well, actually, after looking what I gave this other match, you probably was, guys probably ain't going to like it either. No, because I actually don't mind the next no, match either, Schiff. Honestly. All right, so we're going to move on to April 11th, and we're going to Worldwide Wrestling, and it's our fourth match of the night. Aaron Anderson and Bobby Eaton versus Ron Simmons and Big Josh. So it's the current champions versus the former U.S. Tag Team champions, and this is a non-title match, which I don't really understand um, because might as well throw the titles on the line. So Jesse, right out of the gate, has a very racist rat joke about what do Josh and Simmons have to talk about. Uh, Then he turns around and he shits on Hillbillies too. So Jesse off to a very hot start. Uh, the faces start strong. Simmons destroys both with clotheslines and football tackles. Um, I love Paulie screaming. He's not Lawrence Taylor. That was pretty funny. Uh, Josh does the log roll to Eaton. Uh, the dancing spot where Josh caught Arn's leg, then Atomic dropped him, I thought was pretty funny. Uh, Simmons misses a shoulder block to Eaton as Arn pulls him out of the way, and Simmons falls pretty, it was a pretty good crash to the outside. Thought that was a nice spot. Simmons catches Eaton off the rope into a sick power slam. Josh goes up top to jump on Bobby, but Pauly distracts Ron and the ref. Josh hits Bobby with the Northern Exposure. But on the other side, Aaron comes off the second row with Pauly's phone for three. Um, I thought it was kind of a dumb end because clearly Josh could see Aaron sitting on the other side waiting for him to jump. But I still thought it was a pretty good tag that if longer and actually mattered more, it could have probably been great. But I actually went two and a half. I was really entertained by this match. Uh, Matt, I'll go to you. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I went two and a half on this, too. I, I like that it started out as a brawl between all, all four guys right away. I think that was a smart way uh, to start this match, given everything that has happened. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, once again, the Dangerous Alliance got dominated early on. But I, I feel like I feel like that's going to be a thing we, we're just going to have to get used to. There's only four episodes left of this podcast or three episodes after this, I guess. So uh, if it hasn't changed yet, I guess it's not fucking going to. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. Uh, I thought uh, Simmons catching Eaton off the top with a power slam was really good. And uh, remember this uh, for next week's, uh, next week, the next episode, episode 21 of this podcast. Arn Anderson pins Big Josh. Remember that. <laughs> when, 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 when we talk about uh, a certain match on the next episode of Seven Months okay, of Dangerous. But also remember, this is a two and a half star match. Exactly. You're right. You're absolutely right. Mm. More on that later. Mm. Uh, But uh, yeah, uh, this was technically fine. It's one of those matches where uh, I think we've seen all the stuff that was in this match before, but it was like a a good version of the stuff we've seen before, if that makes sense. So uh, perfectly fine match, two and a half. All right, Schiff, what'd you think? I really enjoyed this match. Um, Like, you know, there's a couple things that piss me off with this. Ron Simmons, you know, when I was younger, I was like, why did he get the world title, all that stuff? And then, like, when he was just, like, mid-carder at best in WWE, WWF, WWE. But he actually shows he could have been a major babyface with these matches here. And I feel like him being demoted from being one of the top um, babyfaces, like, in Sting's, like, group to, uh, you know, being replaced by Nikita fucking Koloff. 
it, it it's kind of a slap in the face. Like I, I liked how um, he hit the three point stance. That like I, I, the crowd's just hot for everything. And one thing that's come to light in this, and I think, is that WCW wasted Big Josh. I talked about this last episode mm-hmm. or two episodes ago, but he is clearly wasted here. Um, I agree a hundred percent with you, Chef. And it's just frustrating as hell, but I really like this match. Like, I like when uh, Ron was going through a three-point stance, and we see the DA will sacrifice themselves to make sure another one doesn't get hurt, and Arn saved Bobby from getting, like, hit with three-point stance. I love that. And then that led to the DA working over uh, Ron. And when Bobby came off the top rope, Arn just, I mean, Ron just caught him with a fucking power slam. It was amazing. Like, he just started, like, caught him. And it, it was just great. And then Josh hit the Northern Exposure, but then Arn... It wasn't a clean pin, Sousa. He hit him with the phone, and the DA wins. I went three stars on this. I, I could, that's perfectly respectable, Chef. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Logan. Wow. What, what did you go, Chef? I'm sorry. I missed it. Three. Okay. I know I was pontificating. Nah, I got you. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, right? I went... <laughs> Too big. That's too big of a word for this crew. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Like, I was slapping my guns. Like that. <laughs> um, but I went two and a half. I thought Simmons looked really awesome. He hit two pretty awesome clotheslines and football tackles at one point. Um, I really, in this match, it, it kind of clicked with me. Eaton and Arn are a really, really good team. Uh, the way they work together, and it kind of always seems like they're in the right spot when one needs saving. Just like, I feel like in all of their matches, they do one of those things where somebody's charging at them and they pull the other one out of the way, or one of them dives in the way of the other, of like the legal person uh, to kind of take the brunt of the attack. So I, I just feel like they're a really good combination. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Simmons looked great in this one. Uh, obviously, it makes sense uh, why they kind of uh, push him to the main event at some point in the next uh, little bit. But uh, yeah, really, really solid match. Awesome. So three, two and a half, and you went what three, Chef? Yeah. So what is that, Logan? Two point six two. Yeah, solid tag team match. So uh, let's all remember this when we talk about Big Josh in episode number twenty-one. Mm-hmm. All right. So it, we're it, go- it wasn't his fault alone. So I mean, yeah. yeah. So we're uh, next three. Uh, I'm gonna go through the next three sets of interviews. Hey, and- hey I watched these. Oh well, good for <laughs> you yes. for following directions. So we're gonna talk about the next three interviews. Um, two of them are from the same episode of Worldwide. One of them is from the 411 Saturday Night. Uh, two of them are Steamboat. One's with Arn. So the first one's from Arn. Arn cuts our first War Games promo. He has his Arn glasses on. Says he gets a 12 pack of Novocaine. And he's fine the next day after war game. He's all man. Said the first war games went to the hospital. This one will be no different. Someone's going to get hurt, possibly 10 somebodies. I thought this was short and effective sell um, for kind of the first war games opening promo. Uh, the next two Steamboat interviews. So the first one, Steamboat's out with Tony. His face is all black and blue and his nose is taped up from that freaking attack from earlier. Tony asks about his injury. Ricky brings up all the injuries of his career and pain. Says this is the worst pain um, was going to home, going home to his four-year-old to ask him what happened to his face. And he goes, what do you tell him? And then Steve-O's like almost in tears. He tells Rude, get going. Um, he's going to get him. He's going to get his belt. He's going to inflict bodily harm. The crowd goes nuts. Um, this is not his final chapter. He'll capture the U.S. title. Let it be written. Let it be said. Um, I thought it was really good fire in his promo. Really good makeup job, too. And um, Steamboat just firing on all cylinders. Um, so we'll go to the Saturday night. Um, Steamboat interview. So Steamboat's in the hot seat interview. So one of the things they also do on this new Saturday night program is they have a hot seat interview interviewed by JR and whoever the co-host is this week. The co-host is Kay Allen Fry, who is just absolutely brutal. 
So Steamboat's on the interview stage, sitting in the director's chairs with Kay Allen and JR. Uh, Ricky says he has a broken nose. Uh, Cheeks dress crack. Kip says he's very happy Ricky is going to handle this situation in ring. That's very important to him. Um, says uh, Steamboat says he's fired up uh, and he will take the U.S. title. Fry then says Ricky is part of the blame for hanging rude. And what's good for one is good for the other. Wow. And I thought this is really interesting that Fry was basically saying to Steamboat, hey, you know, you kind of deserve this, you miserable prick. That's kind of how I took it. Uh, Steamboat gets pissed. It says uh, this started at the Ninja and another match. Rude choked him first. Fry says it feels too personal. Steamboat um, is uh, bringing his home to the ring. Uh, Ricky stands. Uh, I'm sorry. Fry says Steamboat's bringing his home to the ring, which, again, Fry kind of playing the heel here. Uh, Ricky stands up and yells at Fry about his four-year-old having to see his face, and he will settle in the ring. So, again, pretty effective, short to the uh, point, Arn interview. And the Steamboat interviews, really, really good fire, showing a side of Steamboat that I don't think I've ever personally seen. Um, even in the Savage feud, like, just fucking angry, pissed off. And God, Fry is such a miserable fucking asshole. Susan, what do you think of these three interviews? Yeah, I, I thought all of these were, uh, well, most of these were pretty interesting, I'll say. Uh, I thought Arn was uh, Arn was really good. Arn is a great promo, and I feel like he doesn't get the credit for being a promo. He gets the credit yeah. for being awesome in yeah. the ring. But as, he doesn't as even as... have to think about it. He just goes out there, and it's right. just a natural, like, yeah, um, check yep. my box. I'm good. <laughs> and you could you could tell when he's cutting that promo too that he knows what he's gonna say. He's just super calm. He's not worked up or anything. He knows yeah. what he's gonna do and he just fucking does it. So that was great. Uh, I thought this might have been the best we've seen out of Steamboat too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think this uh, this uh, the stuff that happened with him and Rude I think has kind of re-energized him because he's he was kind of I don't want to say treading water, but I, I feel like we weren't seeing the best out of Steamboat the past few episodes, and I feel like this is it needed this few needed something like this to happen and i think it's been working for steamboat and uh boy kip allen fries a fucking loser isn't he jesus christ uh, he looks like the farmer in american gothic <laughs> i i noticed that oh, God. it's just it's saying that ricky's part of the problem and you know fry mentioning that fry mentioning that ricky's bringing his home life into the ring like where the hell did that come from like uh, and finally ricky just getting pissed off and saying you know what i'm gonna settle this in the ring so i i thought steamboat was really good during all this and uh kip allen fry can get straight to uh straight to fuck as we like to say around here uh not the worst co-host we'll see on a two out of three falls nope. in our future by any stretch but yeah it's awful absolutely <laughs> awful uh logan what do you think hey i resent that remark jimbo um <laughs> yeah I'm just oh oh uh kayfabe don't break it yet <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, but Steamboat was great here. Showed a ton of fire. Um, K. Allen Fry was an absolute uh, miserable looking prick uh, the whole time he did this interview. And I really, really like dug into the family stuff a little harder than I feel like he may should have. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was a little a little uncomfortable. But um, and then Arn talking about old war games and uh, how he had injuries that he's never gotten rid of from uh, matches that he's been in uh, in that cage uh, was a nice little uh spot to put put in there to kind of hype that match uh coming coming forward but yeah steamboat was awesome all right excellent uh shift yeah Arn saying how he gets a 12 pack of novocaine for something normally and he's fine uh i thought was a great line um as you guys mentioned with steamboat like i love how he starts with his back to the camera and he won't show his face and he turn around you're like oh my goodness uh makeup there was pretty great um says it's gonna hurt rude where he gets the most to take the title 
And with the K. Allen Fry, like I just took it as like, yes, he comes off as heelish, but he's not like he's not like David Crockett, like automatically sucking up to the baby faces. So I did enjoy that part. Like he seemed to be more neutral. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he did hit below the belt, but I don't want to hear what Richie Steamboat's doing. So uh, yeah, he should handle it in the ring. I mean, I mean, for perspective, if you really think about it, I mean. He did hang Rude, and then he smacked Medusa. So it's not like Rude. I, I mean, you could see Kay Allen's point of view, but I don't think it came across the way they wanted it to come across. I think it came oh, de- definitely, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I get, I get where they were going with it. It was just poor execution, I guess. Yep. But anyway, good stuff. All right, moving on. April twelfth, ninety two. So the next day, we're going to uh, main event, uh, and we have a singles match of Arn Anderson uh, versus. Uh, Brad Armstrong, so a 1987 Crockett special match here. So Arn gets, um, goes old school Anderson and works the arm, rams it into post and leans his foot back on the post for traction, which I, I really love it when they do that spot. Um, I like T.A. and Tony bringing it up as an Anderson trademark. Uh, Brad returns favor with Arn's leg to post and works the leg. They go back and forth working each other's arm and legs and doing limb work. Uh, Brad does a second row uh, drop kick for two and then a figure four. Anderson ties up the ref. Paulie attacks Brad to break the figure four up. Arm blocks a rush of leg sweep and hits an old school gourd buster for three. Um, again, I could see where this match wouldn't be for everybody, but I thought it was kind of old school Crockett limb work Anderson match, which I'm a total mark for. I love this shit, but I don't think it's for everyone. It was only eight minutes. I actually went two and a half stars. I really liked this match. Shift, what did you think? <sighs> All right. <laughs> you didn't like it? No, no, no. I was, well, I guess I was in a really good mood watching these matches because, like, to be honest, I, you know, I've said before, I think even on this podcast or previous ones, I never really got Brad Armstrong because, like, he's really hyped up by, like, you know, our us wrestling nerds. He can and wrestle. I, he's and I never, personality. He's not I never wrestler. really, I never really got that to be honest. Um, but I, I loved Arn working Brad's arm, and it was just amazing. And then Brad started working Arn's Arn's leg by wrapping around the post and like. You know, you see like a nice knee to the gut to, from Arn to Brad, and then Arn selling the leg, and it was like it was the leg that Brad worked, and it was awesome. Um, and Brad hit a, hit a nice missile drop kick, and I was like, damn, I was getting into this. Um, and then Brad got a figure four, and Arn distracted the ref, and Paulie hits Brad. Brad reversed the Russian leg sweep, and Arn hit the gourd buster. I went three stars. I really enjoyed this match. I I, 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 I Schiff, I can respect that decision too. Look at you, Schiff. You're impressing me. All right, uh, now I'll turn it over to Susan. I shit all over the match. <laughs> go ahead, Susan. Now, wait a minute. Now, why would you think <laughs> I would do that? Well, because I heard you go, oh, my goodness. So I assume you're well, going to shit yeah, on I it. I mean, but, look, yeah. I'm not going to shit on it. I'm just saying right. three is very high from what I rated it. Uh, uh, I, respect, I respect it. Oh, I res- see. I respect all the ratings on this show, Sean. You see, mm, that doesn't. No, I mean, that's not true. I mean, that's not true, and <laughs> I, I, I certainly wouldn't expect you to because I don't. <laughs> I could barely get through that without laughing. Uh, but uh, I mean, look, this is a match that's not for everybody. I thought it was fine. Like, I'm not gonna go three stars like Schiff. I, I went two on it. I thought it was perfectly fine for what it was. For me, this came across as nothing more than an enhancement match for Arn. Which which is fine for what it was. It was what like what like eight minutes, ten minutes, something like that. So I mean, it was a pretty lengthy one of those. But I don't know. That's the way this entire match came across to me. Like there was no chance Brad Armstrong was going to beat Arn Anderson, right? So to me, that's how this came across. I did like that Arn used the Gord Buster. I don't think we've seen him do that yet in the Dangerous Alliance. So no, that was great. that that was an old school move for Arn. I enjoyed that, but. 
Outside of that, I mean, it was fairly fairly standard enhancement match, I thought. So I went uh, I went two on it. All right, uh, Logan. Uh, I also went two and a half with you, Sean. Um, I, I thought Armstrong came out looking like a creator wrestler. Uh, that's the worst part of the match for me. <laughs> uh, I love that Arn, uh, Arn being aggressive to the arm. I really like the focus limb work, kind of like you talked about, by both guys. Saw a little match, nothing special, but I thought Armstrong was really impressive. I think, like I said, uh, last ep- uh, maybe last episode ago, or two episodes ago, um, I, I think he maximizes his minutes really well with these guys uh, and what we've watched at least. So I, I think he's, uh, I think he's uh, really underrated uh, for the most part, just because I think he really knows when he has a big spot and he really shows up when he does that. So, all right. So what's the total? Uh, two and a half. <laughs> All right, very good. Man, we're getting some solid. I mean, we're getting some solid two and a half Thanks. matches tonight. Uh, and we're about to change and turn that upside down on the next three <laughs> matches. Yeah, so these next three are. Uh... Uh, <laughs> All right, so yeah. we're, going to, we're going to uh, the final three matches of the night. We're going to April 18th, uh, 92. Uh, first up, uh, WCW Pro, our first match. A tag team that I wish we never, I thought we were going to skate and never see again on this show. The Freebirds return. Street, Atlanta, GA. Well, they, that's not the song they come out to anymore, Chef. Uh, it's the Freebirds taking on Bobby Eaton and Larry Zabisco. So Medusa comes out. Did you have a look for her on this one, guys, or no? I did not. Okay. Uh, I put retired. Uh, uh, what is it? What's the Opry? The country singer look? The Grand Old Opry look? Grand Old Opry. Yeah. 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 So it's very country ish. The Freebirds return, and um, all of us wish we had an excuse not to watch them come back. Ah, uh, very good. I, 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 I kind of, Go ahead, Logan. I said she looked like blonde Reba McIntyre. She okay, had the big so, hair. Oh, there you go. Country singer. So good. I like yours better. We'll go with Reba McIntyre. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Susa, I appreciate you acknowledging the excuse not to watch them. Pun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that. I got uh, you. Garvin forearms Bobby outside, then kicks Larry outside. Hayes double clothesline outside. Tony and Myers, one of those uh, homemade I'm a free bird sign outside. Uh, we like those homemade signs by our fans. I thought that was <laughs> stupid. What's your excuse? I don't know. Hayes does a neck break to Bobby off of one of the worst setups by Bobby you will ever see. It was just awful. Tony brings up Larry has been under a lot of pressure about his matches lately. Um, and comes as ref pushes Hayes to the corner. Medusa and the kick Garvin who ducks. She hits Larry, who gets folded up like an accordion on a back suplex for three. Uh, this was kind of a borderline squash. I think Larry and Eaton should call it quits as a team. And you could definitely tell Eaton wanted to be anywhere but here in this match. I thought it was just a fucking mess. Um, I actually don't want half a star on this, and that might be kind. This match absolutely sucked. Uh, Susan, what did you think? Uh, no. Just, just no. Uh, d- d- dud. Really? Dud. Oh, wow. Dud. Dud. There's Dud. no world. There is no world where the Freebird should be beating anybody from the Dangerous Alliance. Dud. I mean, have you seen Larry Zabisco's record lately? I mean, let's be honest. Right. Larry should beat the Freebirds. And this is me saying it. Dud. Dud. Wow. Uh, Logan. Uh, I went with you. I went half star. Uh, Freebirds getting any offense and especially picking up the win is an absolute mistake. And my other note is what a clusterfuck. This was just an absolute mess. Um, just just a disaster. So uh, okay. not not very good. I mean, I will tell 
tell you, uh, Zabisco ate some shit on that back suplex, though. He sure so, did. That's probably where the half star came from. Yeah, I think it was a suplex. It's I really could be shit. persuaded into going quarter star for that. Go quarter for that suplex. Cause but then Logan sad. would have to do more math. Oh, uh, it's okay. At least it's not a dud. It's harder to do math on the dud. That's just All right. All right. Uh, Shift, go ahead with your two stars. I mean, we're close. But, oh, uh, my oh, God. Boy. God. Like, I, I, I quit. I like how uh, Hayes actually did. Like, I can't some... believe you started with, uh, I like Hal with a free birds match. Uh, Hayes had a nice double clothesline on the floor. <laughs> oh, I love it. It was temporary low because then we get some double teamwork from the DA and Larry actually had a nice swinging uh, neck breaker. And I'm going to say, and this is for obvious foreshadowing. Tony says that Larry is under stress from Paulie and Medusa. And then like shortly after that, Jimmy Jam got the hot tag. All four were fighting and Medusa kicked Larry backs and the Freebirds win. Um, I went a star and a half, but it's more for the story that was being told because then we see a little bit more with Larry and the DA coming up. I can't remember if it's this episode or the next episode. I just felt it was more story-driven and as um, for what may or may not happen at WrestleWar. What the hell kind of laughing gas were you on when you were watching these matches? <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, Logan, what does that take that to? Uh, 0.62. Uh, ooh. What's Jesus the lowest score ever? H Christ. The lowest score ever is z- zero. That's coming up. What was the zero? The champion. We oh, went was over that this. zero. I thought that was like point three five or something. No. No, it was it was a dud city. I think you're all thinking right. of YouTube Roulette, which is another show we we were all on. Okay. All right. Next match, number seven. Uh, one of those famous six man matches. So it's Brad Armstrong, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, and Tom Zink. Which again, I feel like we've seen that tag team a <laughs> hundred million times. Versus Rick Rude, Art Anderson, and Steve Austin. Uh, and my first note in this is, gee, I wonder who's going to eat the pin in this one. Yeah, it's uh, just like when you were uh, bitching about AEW, how it's like, they say all these matches, but you know who's going to win from the very start. That's how I start tr- with this match. What's the same? I mean, you know exactly who's going to eat the pin in this. Yeah. So no rude name calling in this one. Tony runs down to Wargames team and brings up the WCW committee, adding the key to the Stings team. And uh, can he be trusted? Is he friend or foe? So we're still trying to run that gimmick. Um, or is he a deep, dangerous alliance plant? I'm like, oh, my God. So I love arrogant Arn. Um, here he flexes his arm on Bagwell. Rude does a nice back suplex and clothesline on Z-Man. Uh, Z-Man takes the heel heat. Um, the idiot doesn't tag when he has a chance. It gets beat up some more. Um, Austin does a weird forward roll under the ring post as Z-Man moves. Uh, Bagwell, Bagwell gets the supposed hot tag. Uh, all six are in the ring. Arn does a spine buster and Gord buster to Bagwell for the three and clean win. Um, well, that match happened. Bagwell eats another loss. Standard six man. I went one and a quarter stars. Shift, what did you go on this? I lost my place. Um, you went <laughs> one and a quarter. I went one and three quarters here. Um, nothing really. Um, I did like how the DA was triple teaming Z Man right now. And um, one time when Rude hit uh, Z Man with a back suplex, like Z Man folded like cardboard. Like I was like, damn, did he? That was like great selling, or like his body just was like, I'm just gonna look like I moldy cardboard, like when it's easy to fold. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about when like cardboard I know exactly gets wet. Yeah, that's that's how he folded with that back suplex. <laughs> oh, God damn. Um, 
my uh, God. Boston Are you talking about the Freebirds match or this match? I'm talking about this match. Oh, okay. All right. Rude hit Z-Man with a back suplex. All right. And folded like cardboard. This podcast is never coming Because I I feel like we said that about the last match, too. But, okay. I wasn't paying attention. Well, you probably didn't watch it. You were Dr. G in that match. I did did fucking watch it. I wasted my time watching these matches, including the next match, which is the worst match I've ever seen. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. Uh, I love the Arnold <laughs> and the Gourd Buster. Gives me wood. Wow, oh, Jesus. Wood Buster. All right, so that match gave him wood. Uh, <laughs> no, just the finish. Yeah, you got wood, Sousa. He finished his wood is what he's saying. Uh, uh-huh. I, uh, I, 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 I want to start and a half on this. It was, uh, it, it, you guys hit the nail on the head. This year was a match that happened. Uh, star and a half for me. Uh, Zink, uh, stop me if you've heard this before. Tom Zink looked like a dope during this. Uh, there's one point near the end where he gets control on Austin after being having the shit kicked out of him for a while. And he doesn't ki- uh, tag out of the match, even though it was like five minutes of him just taking a fucking beating. Like Bagwell basically has to tag himself in. So Zink looked like a moron. And uh, that was the highlight of my match. Star and a half. All right, uh, Logan. I went star and a half as well. Uh, Bagwell gets wrecked for a good portion of this match. Uh, Zink finally gets the tag, gets all, almost the exact same treatment, gets wrecked for just a little bit. I thought the match was pretty clunky for the most part, but this is the kind of ass-whipping I've been uh, looking for from the Dangerous Alliance for most of this pod. They really dominated these guys, and I enjoyed that part of it, but for the most part, it was real sloppy, and I I, I didn't think it was all that great. But yeah, one and a half, I went with Matt. All right, uh, just uh, add me at one and a half just to make it all cross No, out. no. Yeah. I can do what I want. Actually, it's Damn more. It. It's actually better because it's one and a half total. If you leave it as is, if you change it up, oh. it'd be something different. Oh, and leave it as is. One and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, one and a half. Right. Yeah, there it is. One Why, and a half total. <laughs> what did you go, Shiv? I went a star and three quarters. Oh, my bad. Okay, I apologize, Logan. Jesus yeah, keep, God. <laughs> one and a half is the... too busy flapping them gums. All right, uh, all right. So our <laughs> our last watches of the night. We are going to Saturday night. Um, April Zero. 18th. We're not at the match yet. Uh, so we have some opening promos in a top 10. Uh, Shift, before I do this, did you watch this part or no? I don't see it in my notes. <laughs> okay, so Logan and Matt. Uh-huh. Polly opens with rumors of problems or issues with the alliance with Larry. Paul says oh, there's no issues with that, Larry. Okay, um, I'm talking. Paul says no issues with Larry, but they do have a problem with Nikita. Uh, they stuck his nose in their business. The crusher will beat him in two straight falls. Uh, Nikita comes out and he gargles a lot, says the Lions hasn't seen the worst of Nikita Koloff. Larry Z is in trouble, then sticks his tongue out and growls at us. Okay, top 10. You ready for this? Top 10. Number 10 is the Taylor May Band. Number 9 is Cactus Jack. Number 8 is Barry Wyndham. Number 7 is Ron Simmons. Number 6, Larry Zabisco. How how is Barry Wyndham like below Larry Zabisco? Number 5, Dustin Rhodes. Number 4, Austin. Number 3, Bader. Number 2 is Steamboat. Number 1 is Rude. So, Matt, any thoughts on the opening promos and the top 10? Well, first of all, how the hell is Vader only number three when he's been beating the shit out of Sting for like six months, it seems like. So that that seems a little off. Uh, uh, it's. I'm glad that Larry. Well, didn't Barry talk. at number eight seems really off. Right. 
So right. that too. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that uh, Larry didn't say much because I, I, I <laughs> we never want to hear him say anything. And uh, Nikita said what I think are words, but who can tell really? All right, All right. Logan. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, Larry, there's obviously problems with Larry. They keep trying to act like there's not. And then we had uh, another Drano gargling promo from Nikita Koloff that I did not understand. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, right. there's that. Any thoughts on the top 10? Uh, I, it's irrelevant as always. So not, not much. All right. Uh, Schiff, would you like to comment? Yeah, I do like how they have the U S champ, uh, be number two. It adds, uh, like, and sorry, number one, it adds like that being the U.S. champ is like the stepping stone to being the world champ. Yeah, All right. but he's not the number one contender, so it's pointless. Hey, I don't make the rules. I just abide by them. <laughs> All right. Well, he and he doesn't and he doesn't watch everything either. So. <laughs> well, you don't. You got me watching shit. Well, guess what? You know where the I thought you were happy during this watch shift. What happened? Yeah. Uh, it sort of right. ran out with this match. Oh. All right. Uh, and speaking of, let's talk about Face our last match. match. So it is another two I out of three false match. Uh, we talked about on our last two out of three falls match that, man, if they're going to do this gimmick, at least make it something that makes sense. Uh, Larry Zabisco versus Nikita Koloff. And this is the first match that we've watched Nikita Koloff in. Oh. Back. So uh, first up, Medusa comes dressed out, still in her Reba McIntyre gear. Uh, Larry actually, to me, looked like he put on a little weight because he was a little thick in the middle. Nikita's music is very great value, bad Road Warriors music. It comes out mm-hmm. to some kind of really terrible music. However, the crowd loves them. Dusty and uh, so it's Dusty and JR are still debating why Nikita is here. Um, it's, it's still very unsolved after two months after his return. And apparently Nikita still can't get in front of Sting. So um, really stupid gimmick here. So Nikita actually wants to shake hands. Larry is on his verbal shit from the initial tie up. There's a lot of stalling. Larry actually tried and missed a drop kick. Like Larry trying to a drop kick was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Medusa randomly yells Missy Hyatt at the camera for no reason or context whatsoever. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of headlock. Larry finally hits a back suplex and neck breaker. More headlocks, more Medusa, Missy Hyatt. And even JR wants to know what the fuck she's talking about. Larry hits a nice pile driver for two. Larry goes for the brain buster. Nikita with an awful small package for three. Um, for fall one, three count, Jesus Christ, that was 15 minutes of garbage just in fall one. All right, fall number two. Paulie is out now concerned that Larry has lost his first fall. Uh, Larry chokes and kicks and punches a lot. He slams the key on the outside. There's a double clothesline, both go down. More Larry choking and headlocks with a shut up, you fat slob thrown in. Dusty and JR almost laugh on commentary as Nikita's heads turn purples from too many headlocks, which is very true. Medusa distracts the ref. Nikita goes for sickle. He's tripped by Paul E. Larry throws Nikita into the ropes. Nikita ducks. There's a sickle for the three. Two straight falls. After the break, we cut the Missy who catches Larry and Paul arguing in center stage hallway with Paul tearing photos off the walls and the cracks have officially begun. This match was 30 fucking minutes. 1992, Nikita and Larry should not be in 30 minutes. Two out of three falls. Anything enough said. I went half a star. Are you serious? Oh, yes. motherfucker. You are out of okay. your mind. I, okay, listen. It's, I went half a star. There was some shit in this. Larry, I, listen. It's very angle heavy. So I, I went half star. Angle heavy could be done in three minutes, not 30. I went what? half star. You're half wrong. Well, <laughs> I went half star. You're, you're wrong about everything almost. All right, I'll go next. Um, 
Larry and Nikita stalling. Not a lot has happened so far. Dusty said killing time is Larry's thing. Also, killing me is Larry's thing. Headlock of doom. Go from headlock to abdominal stretch. Koloff hip tosses out and he sells the back. Headlock. Dusty said his mom isn't dating Jack Palance, which I don't know who the hell Jack Palance is. Dusty and JR are bored as fuck. Same here. Another headlock from Nikita. Still a headlock. Larry just kicking Nikita in his back. Larry hits pile driver and gets two. Nikita gets the worst inside cradle ever for one. And then, like, I just lost track of time. Um, <laughs> I start calling Nikita Nikita Hogan because Larry can't beat him. Um, and, like, Hulk Koloff uh, not going down for three. Um, Nikita got a sunset flip, which was terrible. Another chin lock of doom. Now Nikita gets a sleeper hold. Nikita gets punched in the corner and then slams Larry. Paulie trips Nikita, but Nikita Hogan still hits Russell Sickle, and it's over. Thank fuck. Negative five. Oh, wow. <laughs> Logan. Um, <laughs> um, Medusa must have done something with her hair, because I made another note for her. I actually said she looked like she came off the set of a rock and roll music video. Uh, so she must have uh, floofed her hair up from the Reba McIntyre gimmick earlier. And she actually asked for the camera to be taken off of her for once. So I've never agreed with her more in my life. Um, Larry's yelling may possibly be the only highlight of this one. Uh, there was a inadvertent... Why was star? Mm, yeah, no. Um, inadvertent <laughs> low blow on a failed leapfrog. I thought that was a pretty funny spot. Um, if not a complete botch. Uh, nothing like a powerhouse wrestler winning with an inside cradle. I thought that was stupid. Um, I think I, I could have done that inside cradle better. <laughs> Probably. I will never complain about a Rick Rude uh, rest hold ever again in my life because it, this was rest hold city, continent, earth, whatever you want to call it. Rest hold everywhere. Um, the absolute Larry burial has reached an all-time high as he loses 2-0 here to Koloff. Zero. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Matt. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Gotch Hackenschmidt had more high spots than, uh, than this match. Uh, why, uh, you know, why would WCW do this to their fans? I mean, they're, in theory, they're paying fans. I mean, they don't have, to, you don't, you, they shouldn't have to do this. They shouldn't do this to their fans. Uh, there's that one headlock that lasted about 37 minutes that I think aged me 20 years. Uh, you know a match is bad when a pile driver uh, gets zero reaction from the crowd because they've been lulled to sleep uh, during this. Uh, I'm convinced that I've uh, I've never been more bored uh, w- watching a wrestling match, in fact. Uh, also, by the end, uh, Larry looked like he was about to die of heat exhaustion, so someone get him to a hospital, please. Uh, yes, uh, there is no world where 1992 Larry Zbysko and 1992 Nikita Koloff needed to go 30 minutes. Uh, supremely boring match, maybe the most boring I've ever seen. So this is uh, the mother of all duds, as far as I'm concerned. Wow. So, Logan, how do we do this? Yeah, I originally I, did I, dud of I, duds, but then I added I, negative I'm gonna, five. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say shift said negative half star, which will cancel out your half star. Yeah. So, if we're, so, so, are we gonna officially make this the worst match we've watched? Yes, a thousand times. Yes, uh, Sean, this is just this is worse than that Jarrett Lawler match from 2016 we watched no, on YouTube. That's wrong. No, that's wrong. That's incorrect. That is incorrect. That match went 16 minutes. This match that I had to watch was 30 minutes. Yeah, you're wrong about that, but uh, okay. 
So worst match ever, this one. Yeah. For the yeah. purposes of this podcast, absolutely. In my Think of all time. All right. Well, I mean, you do have host privilege, uh, Sean. No, no, I, I'm going to agree. I'll agree with you guys on this one. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. All right. So uh, that wraps up this uh, fantastic episode. I'm glad we're ending on a high note for this. Yeah, episode, great. So. The first half of the matches were great. Like, hell, I was singing the praises. We were. So they were, let's they were, they were all right. All right. So <laughs> let's close it out. Uh, uh, best match, uh, Schiff. Um, I'm looking at my star ratings just to see. Um, skip me. <laughs> Logan. My God, uh, the uh, first mine's the opening six minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. see. Well, yeah. here, here's my problem. Like, I went Eaton versus Steamboat. I went three and a half for everything. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but that you included the end game. <laughs> Matt, n- n- no, then my best match is Brad Armstrong versus Arm. Okay, Matt. Uh, even though I was disappointed by it, I think I will also go the opening six man. All right, so the opening six man, so majority rules shift. I don't, I don't fault you for the the Armstrong match though. All right, thank you. All right, it's very I good. Do. I well, you can, but it was a good match. <laughs> all right, uh, worst match. I think, I think we got that all wrapped up. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh um. God. All right. Uh. Most dangerous for me, I'm going with Arn Anderson. Arn had a really good night tonight. Double A, baby. Yep. Logan? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with Arn. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Were you thinking somebody else? No, no, no. I, I didn't really know, and I was just probably going to go with whoever y'all said. So that I mean, sounds Arn, good to me. Arn got a lot of pins tonight, so yep. I'm going with Arn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with Buster. I'm good with it. And uh, least dangerous, obviously, Larry Zabisco. Lawrence probably, Zabisco. Yeah, I think Lawrence probably has this wrapped up for the remainder of the pod history. <laughs> if I... If I look ahead, so. easiest, if you, easiest, least dangerous we've ever done. Easy, easy. All right. Ozzy, Ozzy, if you can believe it, that's only his fourth least dangerous in 20 episodes. Well, I, we still got three to go after tonight. So, um, so who, <laughs> plenty of time. So who, so right now, what's the standing for most dangerous? It's still Polly. But most dangerous is Polly with six. Least dangerous is Austin with eight. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. So who's the runner up on most dangerous? Dangerous, uh, most dangerous right now. Who's second? Uh, I think it's I, I think it's Arn now. Arn has five now. So, Ooh. Uh, okay. So Arn's five versus Polly at eight, and then Austin with eight, and then who's the runner up? Larry. No, Polly has six, and Arn has five. Uh, okay. Least dangerous is Austin at eight, and I think Rude has five. I think that's the. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think Rude's getting me. Ma- well. I don't know if Austin's got a fighting chance at this point, but no, well, Austin cannot be passed. He's he is the mm-hmm. least dangerous person in the well, in existence. Well, so. That's a damn shame because Larry's about to earn some keeps over the next couple mm-hmm. episodes. All right, um, okay. Last but not least, on a scale of one to five, on the journey of the alliance, um, you know this one's tough because I feel like the majority tonight was the rude stuff is really really good, but. Everything else is stagnant. There's no movement on the tag team title front. Um, the Larry stuff is starting to heat up in terms of where that angle is going. But this is kind of like, man, I think I, I mean, at most I could go a gentleman's two, if that. So, Susan, what about you? 
Yeah, I was thinking too on this one. I mean, the rude steamboat stuff is great, and that angle we saw earlier was fantastic, but everything else, it feels like they're just kind of stuck in the mud, not really doing much of anything. And uh, uh, we just, well, the 30 minute match uh, we had to suffer through uh, certainly doesn't help matters either. So uh, I think two seems right solely on the strength of the rude steamboat stuff. You know, and by the way, I could have gone most dangerous. I could have gone with Austin, too, because Austin actually showed some improvement tonight. I didn't, though, but mm -hmm. I went with Arn. Anyway. Um, okay, good. I went through. Yeah, that's a bit, Well, I'm just saying. Um, Schiff. I'm going two as well. Um, almost went two and a half. But uh, the Arn, I mean, not the Arn, the, the Steamboat uh, Rude stuff is so damn good, though. Like, as we saw in those promos, the ones that I watched. Um, <laughs> it's just great and it's really carrying it right now because it seems like they've almost taken Sting out of it like because as we saw like the only time we saw him tonight was him not really saving Steamboat alright and Logan yeah I, I'll, I'll go too as well just to not do math but um, <laughs> um, I, I was thinking two and a half just because everything was pretty much down the middle until we got a little later in the episode but I'll say that that uh, weighed it down pretty bad and I, I'll agree with all of y'all on go too so the final tally is two <laughs> alright so uh, guys that wraps up uh, tonight's episode so we got three left to go on this journey so uh, before we go uh, plugs uh, Schiff you're first Alright, I'm gonna plug uh Sousa stuff again. You can find him on Extreme Shit, that means I gotta Dance. plug yours, goddamn. <laughs> you can find him on Extreme Three-Way Dance. Uh they are hot and heavy in um nineteen ninety yeah, nineteen ninety seven. Ninety eight. Uh, ninety eight, sorry. Ninety eight. I got Jesus Christ. Uh, they are hot and heavy. Hey, I'm seeing the rise of Justin Credible here. It's no wonder the the uh the promotion. Hot and heavy in ninety seven, but we've already done that. I know. I meant 98. I'm sorry. We were, but it turns out we still are in 1998. Yeah. Um, I got thrown off. You can find him <laughs> on the GCW pod here on this with uh, Jen Jennifer Smith. Uh, great pod, especially if you love GCW. But just hearing those two go back and forth is amazing. Mm -hmm. You can find him um, on YouTube Roulette with myself, Logan, Sean every once in a while. Plug and hint, plug, plug for when the episode drops in July. Um, you can we find think it'll drop in July. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. I think I don't know. Sean threw me off when he spoke. Seems to be a trend. Man on show thrown off by host speaks. Headline reads. <laughs> You're up. Uh, oh God! Shift, shift does a bunch of things. Listen to him on those. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, ch chicken salad and starflation are two uh, pods I do with Callum and Ben. Um, Highway to the Apex Zone. Uh, most of us are on that. We just did lockdown 06, uh, and now we're working towards sacrifice 06. Um, who's next is NXT pod I do with Andy, and Talking Docs is a pod that I do. Uh, with Jennifer Smith and Roger Morissette. Uh, talking it's about a must-listen. Please listen to that. It, and, they're great. And the next one's going to be a banger, so uh, check check all those out. And I'm not just saying that because in the second episode they said I should join a cult and report back to them. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> go listen. 
All right, on my end, uh, you can find me on Traders of the Lost Ark over on the A Place to Be Pop feed with Shift, Tim, and Andy. Uh, I did make an appearance on Highway to the Impact Zone, the Lockdown Pod. I will, my, I might be on another one here shortly if my schedule matches up. I might also make an appearance on YouTube Roulette. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's never heard of right it. Now. Don't, um, don't buy I, it. I, I am also scheduled for an appearance on Chicken Salad. Never heard oh. of it. Okay. For the anniversary show, so I am scheduled yeah. for that. Well. Wow. Uh, yeah, so a lot of stuff coming up. And last but not least, uh, and uh, Crock and Roll, NWA Crock and Roll relaunch coming in June. Uh, we are recording we'll that see. here in a couple, no, we're recording that in a couple weeks. <laughs> so, uh, Shift, Logan, and myself will be kicking that off. Uh, what do you mean we'll see? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> nothing. Did you, did you, did you, did you, did, you're gonna. Are you gonna Dr. G that pod? Uh, I'm gonna not write the interviews on that one. Is that okay? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Like, I, there's actually a lot more. There's actually a lot more matches and promos on that first three watch. So. You good, Chip? Yeah. I, I I can't believe I missed him. So. All right. Well, uh, with that said, everyone, we will see you in two weeks for episode number twenty-two. Good night. Maybe. Maybe not. I got the etiquette to keep it moving and show my cats how it's done because it's the verbal combat position of a one. Keep it beaming like a beacon if it's clearest that you're seeking. Whether black or Puerto Rican, people back us when we're speaking. We got the kind of rhyme to get you ready for the weekend. To the mass amount of legions and can't afford it pleasing. Our temperature is freezing, all kinds of different regions. The rhythm is the reason you're checking for what we've done. Please, son, our thesis, a ripping cool in pieces. Your rhymes ain't right, homeboy. You ain't a season. Ain't so my quality control. Well, it's the angelic man, relic plan, repellent, my plan, parent, man, your scripts withstand bullets, flashing like a Japan tourist, we command pure hits, while you cramming to understand these contraband lyrics, my fam submits to pray, five times a day, climbing into your mind with live rhyme display, J5 finds a way to remain supreme, coming verbally harder, son, as if my name was Gabine. Yo, hey yo, my team dream works, when I spill verbs, I spill words, communicate from the earth, throughout the universe, I transmit, transcripts, transcontinental lyrics, deeply rooted in your spirit, uh, I love the power of words, nouns and verbs, dependent on sword, linguistic or the war, no folklores or myths in my penmanship, the path of scholar warriors is what I present, uh, verbally decapitating those against, uh, jihad, visibili, my words make sense, she got to get up on your vote. You got to have vocab, letters make words, and sentences makes paragraphs. Quality control. From the smart seven, tune the bitch, die, give it, kill Producers of the highest quality product. Yo, I make the pen capsize, the bubble with the planet eyes. Planet knives, every pen that I utilize. Spit juice, crack blood from your tooth, and flick truth. Speak a lies, 99 after you. MCs drink PD your life while underground doesn't like you the media might but we be your feet will change that as we bridge gaps in this lyrical grudge match but must we slug back yeah we bless tracks with the help of a raw rap imprint it like poor tracks all over your brain rack my mental maneuver will clear and steer right through you we grand like poo but understand that we move hey yo my 
rhythm reveal, roller coaster, real deal. Revolutionize when act and build. I plant my dreams in the field and wait to harvest my skills for the starving MC, hungry, trying to get the meal. You're my quality control, captivate your party patrol. You're my body and soul, the bell tolls, make the rhythm explode. Big bad and Let's go.